0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is your Places call. All right, everybody, back to one. Standby, lights one and sound one.
1: Camera speeding, audio speeding. Lights and sound, go. And action. Hello, everybody. What's up, what's up? Welcome back to Pretend World's Real People, the best podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) there it is something like that
1: (laughs) so much better this is your uh goofy and delightful podcast for all things arts and arts workers i am uh your host or one of your hosts that cannot do the alarm thing uh my name is tyler
0: And I'm the other host that could kind of do the alarm things. I'm Stephanie. <laughs> uh, I'm so glad that you're <laughs> so glad your your Wi-Fi was working. I'm really sad that you missed last week's episode. I know um, that was
1: that was like the start of a really rough week. Yeah. And I was like, cool, this is gonna go well. But yeah, now it's working. I'm sorry. And there wasn't I was there was a little bit of a lag at first. I'm like, shit, this might not work, but now it is. Um yeah, yeah so I am back this week and uh, super excited to kind of like, I don't know, as the year's wrapping up, I'm like, all right, we're lining up some cool stuff for next year and uh, we'll have to go into a new hosting site, which will be cool because we cannot afford what we have right now. Correct. (laughs) Uh,
0: Because we do this for fun, y'all. Yeah. So...
1: We're not yeah. one of those successful sellouts that makes millions off of a podcast or want yeah. anything <laughs> like that. Who would
0: do that? I don't well, want that man. to
1: be my job. I'm crying inside. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now we do this for fun, and um, uh, I think it just it gets more and more fun every time we do it. And I think I talking know. to to local people, especially, it's just like, yes, <laughs> we can't stop doing this. Um, yes. Yeah. So before and we, we
0: have, oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry, go
1: I just ahead. wanted to ask, like, before we get started, how how's your how's your job going?
0: It's going great. It's um yeah, it's super cool. Um, it's a cute, fun little ninety-minute musical, and you know we uh spent the first two days learning all the music that's already stuck in my head. So that doesn't bode well for the next five and a half months. Um, but uh it's gonna, it's gonna be a super fast paced show. I'm definitely not gonna be bored, which is really cool. And, um, it's kind of been fun to recalibrate my brain because I'm not the production stage manager. I'm the assistant stage manager. So like my, my jobs and tasks are, are a little different than what I've been doing recently. So, um, I just like, it's, it's been fun to kind of flex those muscles and, and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a cute fun time I think so everybody in the cast seems cool so far we do have to stick uh wands up our nose every other day make sure nobody has COVID but um you know it's a small price to pay so
2: yeah
1: worth it
0: yeah how about you
1: (laughs) uh waiting on any
0: news or yeah
1: I I just honestly it was for a day job wise pretty rough week I feel like I'm getting at the I'm getting to the, the end of my um Sort of journey as somebody in the service industry, yeah. which is not a good feeling. But on the bright side, I am getting some really awesome industrial auditions left and right. uh Even if I don't book every single one of them, I'm getting auditions, which is great. And I already booked two or wow. three for December. So uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Getting closer to making. Please tell me you're going to you know, be Santa. God, I wish. <sighs> I wish. uh No, I, I think one of them is like a, you know, you're, you're a spokesperson. So. You know, just
3: right. trying on a slew of button up shirts, see which one works, oh.
1: <laughs> going full Schmidt and just seeing like, you know, <laughs> which one's better, silk or cotton. Uh, oh. It's just like, uh, yeah, so that and then um, some really cool stuff on the representation end uh, for out of state, which I can't talk about yet, but really excited to announce when it's official, uh, which would be really cool. But um, yeah there's there's something really great about you know each week we sit down we talk to somebody that either we do not know at all or somebody like you know, much like today uh who you and i both know ironically yeah. enough and it was just a really awesome conversation
0: it was we were joined today by angie Kalin. she is a local actor director producer writer um and she's a full of bubbles and sunshine let me tell you um <laughs> Uh, she, it, she and I just worked together, uh, at Curious Theater and, um, she's worked with Tyler on one of her projects, you know, earlier in the year and stuff. So it was just fun to kind of chat with her and, and talk to her about her life and biz. So welcome Angie. Hi, Angie. Thanks for joining us
4: today. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to see you both. Yeah.
2: We're going to act fun like- Fun
4: surprise. Little- <laughs>
0: Uh, <laughs> Angie had no idea this was my podcast. Well, okay, it's not mine. It is Tyler and my podcast. It is
1: yours. We made this baby. Oh, that God.
0: I was involved when he asked. She and I just worked together a month ago. So
4: <laughs> it was such a delightful surprise. I was like, Stephanie, girl, what's up? Uh-huh. <laughs> Simon, this is the best day.
1: You know, you never know with these. I don't know these podcasting things with local people because I'll say they know somebody. Right. And then when they come on, they go, oh, yeah, I was just lying. I don't know.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm a terrible liar. So hopefully that'll help today. (laughs) I legit know you guys. Yeah, it's fun.
1: So, uh, Miss Angie, if you wouldn't mind telling our listeners who you are and what you do.
4: Hey, well, uh, so I'm Angie Kalin, and I do kind of all things acting. I love producing and writing my own projects. I've done, um, stage work. I've done, um, a lot of short films and I, right now I'm writing a pilot for a series, um, that hopefully we'll be able to produce next year. And, um, yeah, I just, I just love working in the acting world. I'm also a mom and I love being alive. So it's great. Thank
0: <laughs> And a just general, overall, great little human.
4: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Only half as great as you guys. So,
0: yeah. Aw. Mm-hmm.
1: Man, you're going to be flush.
0: You mentioned before we started recording, though, that you have a particular form of acting that you you seem to be doing the most often. And we haven't really discussed this much with people yet.
4: Oh, sure. yeah, I'm a voice actor, so I really enjoy that. i uh, mostly just in the commercial realm right now, you know, i of course my ideal dream would be to do mocap. I would love that, and I know Tyler, you follow a lot of that. Um, that would be amazing. So that's kind of like something I work toward. I'd like to do audiobooks too coming up this year.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: I just haven't gotten into that yet, so, yeah, it's been great. what,
0: what does voice acting for commercial work mean?
4: So basically when you often, like in an on-camera commercial, you'll see actors doing something, but the, the words that you hear will be from off-camera. So that type of work or ah. commercials or, got it, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. But
1: she's super succinct when she speaks into a microphone, unlike <laughs> the rest of us.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I try, I guess. Have you,
1: so I think that's something we, uh, we talked about when I first met you, or at least I'd seen on your social media, but you do voice acting in Spanish as well, right? Or you were, you were working towards that. Have you done a lot of work oh, that's through that? Right.
4: Spanish? No, I haven't actually booked anything in Spanish. No. yeah, I know. I think, you know, it's one of those things. I'm not actually Latina. So, you know, I don't know how much that impacts anything, hmm. uh, but I do love it. And it's fun. I auditioned for it. You know, I just haven't actually booked anything in Spanish. So when I do, I will let you know because that's gonna be a glorious day. You know. Oh yeah. And and just so listeners
0: are clear, Angie is like a hundred percent fluent in Spanish. Like she's not just like some little white girl thinking that she like she can legit speak Spanish and was even teaching one of our cast members some Spanish. Are you the, serious? During, yeah. Really? It's Cheryl McCallum was like, I've always wanted to learn.
4: <laughs> I'm like, okay, first, primero, vamos a hacer, da, 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 <laughs> whatever. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> oh my God. Delightful. How did you
0: delightful. Um, how did you pick that up?
4: Um, well, basically, I. it's interesting because for me, most people need to learn a foreign language, you know, when they're young in the formative years. Mm-hmm but I was able to, when I started college, I needed to major in something. In addition, I was getting a teaching certificate. So I needed to major in a separate field of study. And so I chose Spanish because I'd been taking it, you know, since junior high for sure. And I just loved it. So when I did, it was all full immersion, which was great. And then I lived in Costa Rica and I just I just had the aptitude for it you know how we're we're all kind of like that in our own way where it's like oh dang like I'm actually good at that like you know what I mean where like I remember I was living in Costa Rica at the time and I answered the phone living with a host family and this woman was asking about balloons and I was telling her I had no idea about any balloon business that was happening I think she had the wrong number and she had no idea that I was not a native That's cool. It was really nice because she would have, in that particular situation, she would have mentioned that. (laughs) She was frustrated (laughs) with the fact that I couldn't help with her balloon. Uh, Anyway, so that was delightful. And and I've just kept it. You know what I mean? I just love it. So I just speak it. It's just a part of my life. You know, like anything that you love, you just do it all the time. If it's working out or, you know, uh, singing, like people who sing, they just sing, even if they're not, you know, in a band or something, you know, they just always making music yeah
1: yeah and that's it's funny because most people much like myself I I think I, I don't have a knack for that at all anymore I you know I, I learned Spanish in high school and then once I got to college, it just went away which I, I don't know it, it you don't hear about somebody retaining that and chasing that so like good on you for and having it sounds because I've listened to your Spanish voiceover work and it's impeccable like it's amazing you. you would never <laughs> even know <laughs> so I think if the, you know, I know everything is uh, going for more like diversity, but I still think we we have room for you know people who speak amazingly in like a foreign language to have that opportunity as well. You know, to just kind of yeah. fly in, or maybe you just go into a, uh, a soap opera in Spain. You oh know? my
4: goodness! <laughs> I wanted to be in a telenovela, like nobody's business. I that was my dream in college. I was like, please, people, I can do this. And uh, it never worked out. I never even, you know, could figure out how at that time in my life. I had no idea how to, to even do that. But yeah, that would be great. Or I was even thinking like video game in Spanish. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. anything. I would, I would, I just, I really love Spanish and I just enjoy it all. So anything that I do, I feel like is better in Spanish because I enjoy it more. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> so. so cute. I love that. <laughs> Thank you.
4: Yeah.
0: So, like, how
1: How did you get into the the creative you know sort of arts world? Where did that start? Was it with you know picking up spanish and and watching telenovelas or like <laughs> what was the what was the conception of it?
4: Well, when I was fourteen, I started modeling, and I thought that was really fun and I remember I was doing some job i i some job that I booked and uh the the videographer. I just started messing around and I was doing, I was pretending to do this commercial, you know, like for perfume. And he was like, that's really good. Like you should get into, you know, um, uh, what do you call it? You know, like advertising. And, uh, I, you know, I was 14 years old and I was like, yo, I want to be a model. Okay. Mm." So, (laughs) so I didn't think about that. And really I should have considered that (laughs) later on, but, um, Anyway, it just kind of like one thing went to another. I always wrote, I was always pretty strong in writing. So when I was modeling, it kind of like brought me into this world and I realized I was creating a world by taking photos and emoting something and creating really an illusion of something. Cause I think that that's all that acting is. You're creating a world, right? That's not real and bringing people into it. So when I was in college, I continued modeling and then uh, right before I graduated, I just was kind of bored with it. I wanted something more challenging, and it took about a year, and then I, I started, how did it work out? I started going to church someplace, and they needed, they were doing all these big retreats. It was like kind of a large church, and they did retreats, and so they needed a writer, and it just kind of all fell into place where I just started writing for them and uh, doing these huge projects. Actually, it was such good work, good practice for me because I started out like everything, you know, where you're like a one man show, like I can, you know, do all these things. And then as it grew and I continued to get better and everything, and the shows got bigger and the, you know, everything, I was able to experiment and do a lot of things. And it was a safe place for me to throw out creative ideas and, I mean, they loved it because there it was like, you know, more, a higher quality than they, they'd they had ever. And so anyway, I did that for many years. And, and then uh, it was just time to move on from that too. I just, you know how things kind of cycle and they run their course. So then that's when I got into on-camera acting and I got back into modeling too, uh, which has been really fun. And it's interesting also modeling again, relative to um also doing on camera and producing things and stuff like that of just how I just have a different a deeper understanding I guess of how the whole thing works. And I love telling stories and it's so fun. And uh yeah. So when I started on camera that's when I started uh getting um into voice acting as well. And voice acting has just been more of a uh there's just been more space for me in the voiceover community, I guess. Yeah. So it's great.
0: Um are you is all of the acting film acting you've done like been local to Denver or is it like what's your what's your range been and your different experience um that you've had the opportunity to kind of do?
4: Sure. So I've done, of course, you know, locally, I think when you're from Denver, you, you work together and collaborate with a lot of people, which I love doing. I love that I will do small projects because I love the people and I just love everybody working together. And, uh, you know, the expectations I feel like are to have fun and get better and you know do all those kinds of things and to build each other's reels and stuff like that so of course I do that I've also done a couple featured well actually a few featured films now uh so um I've done um the ones with this distribution are through um Crosswind Productions they're actually um a faith-based production company that um actually one of my films just released at the end of October and uh and so we had the premiere, which was really fun. And then I had done, I can't remember, it was like a year or within the last two years, I did another project with them. I was, um, it was a small role on that one too. Um, and then I've also, I was a zombie on The Walking Dead, which was really fun. And that's kind of like, you know, the range of of things that yeah. I've done. I mean, locally commercials and, you know, industrial, sure. that kind of thing, you know, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: I feel like you belong on a Hallmark or life and or Lifetime movie. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I had a
4: couple callbacks, you know, that hasn't come to fruition yet. You know.
0: Okay, okay, we're gonna so- keep that. We're gonna keep you in our our, <laughs> our thoughts for those because that's like ex- I don't know. I just I, with the holidays coming up and stuff, I, I just feel like I could totally see Angie in in like a <laughs> adorable Christmas themed movie it'd be but, fun yeah yeah
1: you're the only reason i'd ever watch a hallmark movie the second i'd see the trailer I'm like, okay i'm saving that it's going in my liked youtube section and i will watch that movie The only thing, the only one yeah well i mean like i i know yeah. your personality i know i i've seen your your performances and the range you have i don't want to see that in you know a hallmark movie or like it, literally anything that we can get on, on a television set or in theaters. I mean, I edit, <laughs> for those listening, I uh, had the good fortune of editing her most recent acting reel earlier this spring, you know, before I, <laughs> I started working full time again. And it was just a joy because I kept watching like her performances as like a like a femme fatale, as like, I think it was a, a Viking queen. And then there was one uh, performance in a, in a cafe that was just like so cute and honest. I'm like, oh my God, how is she not in so many fucking movies like what, what What? we need to get you just seen so I know this podcast may not do it a whole lot outside of you know the <laughs> right. UK but we're gonna try
4: <laughs> damn it <laughs> the UK is a great place thank you right now <laughs> oh that's that is so kind of you to say that thank you you're just so delightful I just can't say enough wonderful <laughs> things about you and just the gift that this is thank you (laughs) hey we
1: gained an awesome friendship through COVID this is great
4: seriously Uh, so fun
1: have you like have you written anything through through COVID like since I last saw you
4: okay since we last saw each other that was kind of the spring so I've been working uh with a writing partner on a big project that we're doing so we have um you know full-length episodes about eight episodes per season and I love this project so much. So I had met my writing partner. Uh, We booked a job, both of us, uh, in Denver. Oh boy, I don't know. You know, time flies, especially after the pandemic. I can't keep track, but it was over two years ago, something like that. And we just hit it off and she was new to town. She'd lived in New York for many years and did theater and all that out there. And so uh, she was here and we just struck up a friendship. And after several months, she was like, hey, you know, I want to do a project. And do you have any ideas? And I was like, oh girl. I have an idea. And so she loved the idea and we've been working on it and we've done uh, so far three table reads, if I'm remembering correctly, three table reads about it, which have been so helpful because she does a podcast herself out of LA. And so she knows a lot of, um, you know, directors and, um, like writers and people who live in LA and do that for a living. And so they've been extremely helpful with us, um, improving the script and everything. So we are so close. I think we're so close to the final copy and I'm just super excited because it's my baby. Like it was in my brain for such a long time. And it's been such a joy to do it with her. We're just a really good combination. You know, we work really well together and of course, you know, we'll both be acting in it, which makes it so fun. And it's just like our dream role, you know what I mean? With all the different aspects of it. So it's fantastic, yeah! I'm really excited about it.
1: Can you tell us? Are you allowed to I, tell
0: us? Yeah,
1: like maybe <laughs> yeah. not not the plot if you don't want to, but like what genre is it? Or you know, like uh, I guess a rough gist of something to hold down our excitement right now.
4: <laughs> yes, okay. I'll I'll send you a teaser right here. Um, so I would say it's basically a bit of a dramedy, but mostly comedy. Um, it's about a, a group of women and them in their distinct areas of life and how they navigate life with a twist in there and the twist is the really fun part so I'm, I'm gonna leave that there. they
0: all can wear the same pair of pants uh-huh.
4: <laughs> oh wait no that's something else how Fine, don't <laughs> you know Stephanie <70. laughs> you weren't supposed to say anything <laughs> oh man <laughs> There goes the whole show. <laughs> Listener, she's to throwing
1: out them. numerous pairs of jeans behind her. I don't know where she got them.
4: <laughs> have you seen that where they have like different women in the exact same outfit, different sizes? Oh, you- yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. 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 So like. <laughs> damn it, stuff.
2: <laughs> it was right there. I was like.
1: i spent 20 years trying to forget that movie and now it's back in full force
0: (laughs) that sounds
1: and you are you guys planning on filming that locally or do you want to span it out a little bit maybe go to la what's what's the game plan for that
4: uh we were planning on filming locally but we do have actors from kind of across the country again because she worked in theater and stuff in new york and she Mm -hmm. has connections in la as well so uh and of course in the denver world i i you know my feeling about denver is it is an untapped highly talented market and so i have so many people here who i love who honestly i think are caliber like Mm -hmm. as high as you know other markets you know it's just different representation different uh there's, there's a grit about people in Denver. They do it because they love it and they still love it. Right. Cause I think that sometimes when you get into other parts of the business, it can be a grind. I mean, it's being an actor, you know, is, is a lot of work. I mean, it's so many hours and just so much, um, so much of yourself that you're giving every day anyway. So definitely would like to film in Denver and have a large Denver cast for sure but some of the main characters will be coming from other markets for sure yeah but it's so so exciting like it's just I'm so excited about this it's just really good you know what I mean and I don't mean that to like you know like say something you know haughty about something it's just when the right people come together and the right story comes and it just blooms into something. And you're like, yes, yes, I'm proud of this. You know what I mean? And I can't wait to share it. And I hope that it'll get wide distribution and uh, people can see it just to enjoy it. You know, it'd be really fun.
1: Oh, I'm so excited for that now. Yeah. Cause it really hasn't been, I mean, we have a few projects here throughout Colorado, like web series. I mean, I, I did one a year and a half ago, everyone's doing something, but yeah no one's being recognized. And like you said, there's so much raw talent in Colorado and Denver, especially. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping this will be like the, the, the spearhead that exposes everybody locally. It
4: amazing! It would be amazing for that to happen. Let's go with that.
1: know. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you can, you can yeah. put that on, on a promotional poster as a quote. And then, you yeah. know, by, I don't know, cbr.com. They won't say yeah. anything. <laughs> That Do down. you
0: guys have like a creative team already kind of lined up and and like you know you, you mentioned at the beginning how you have many a different job and wear lots of different hats
4: and stuff yep. and
0: if you're you're going to be actor and writer in this are you guys also going to be directing it and are, are you going to yeah. kind of absolutely not
4: so our goals are she has um someone that she well a couple of people she's worked with who she'd like to have direct and uh and ad or excuse me and dp and so uh we made the rule for ourselves that we did we couldn't to do the story justice in terms of acting and portraying the story that doing anything besides also being the writers right that is definitely enough right so I really love costuming, you know, and so I wanted to have like a voice in that like in terms of like just working closely showing ideas with whoever the costume designer is that kind of thing. So we we have ideas of who we'd like to be on our creative creative team, but no one's been officially asked Um, actors, some of the actors have been asked, but not all of them, because we wanna make sure that it's complete. And when that happens, getting in touch with them, making sure it's a project that they wanna be a part of, that they're available to be a part of, and kind of waiting until we have the final draft uh, to move forward with that. But we have um, some locations locations scouted out here in Denver, um, and just trying to, yeah, kind of move from there. So there are definitely people in mind, but nothing official yeah and ideally what we would love to do if we could get picked up by a production company is have everyone paid something you know but that's going to be a harder thing especially when we're talking about people coming from other markets I mean they have the expectation of of that and so we're trying to create a really quality project where maybe there could be a little bit more flexibility with that where like it might not be as much as they're used to making you know what I mean but they can you know be a part of this and see what happens in the pilot or you know that kind of thing. So there are a lot of unknowns to it, you know, because it's definitely bigger than anything that I've done before, you know, so many of my projects were funded myself, unless they were, um, the, anything that I did, I funded myself. Right. Um, and the larger projects, those were things that I was able to learn from how they developed their, um, uh, their, uh, you know, <laughs> productions and stuff like that, you know, their production company. Um, So a lot of learning still to happen, but it is one of those things where you have um, there's so much to making this successful, you know, to making it something that people see, you know, it's just like even acting, you know, having appropriate representation so you can get access to the auditions that you want to do, you know, Um, and I think the same thing is true production. So we'll see how it goes, but yeah, I fully, I fully expect that we'll be able to do this. You know what I mean, and do it to the level that we want to, because it's really, it's actually really, it's really good.
0: <laughs> you keep saying that, so it better be. <laughs> I know. I
4: should. Stop. What are we doing?
1: Steph will be at the pilot screening wearing a beret and holding a notepad. <laughs> yeah,
4: and I will talk to you. I'll be like, "Girl, what you say? I just got you one of the table reads. <laughs> like, what do you think?" Well,
0: Tyler. I mean, Tyler's done that. When I we used to live together, I um, I was like, I want to read your stuff, and he would give me things, and I'd be like, I like this. This was a question for me, and he was like,
4: Oh yeah. So I'll tell you like it is.
2: Oh yeah. I love
4: that about you. That's the kind of people I want around me. Please don't don't fluff it up. Like you know what I mean. Just be like, yo, I didn't understand that at all. That was way confusing like or or whatever because you know when you're working on your own project you know exactly what you're thinking you know exactly right. what you're talking about you know you see it in your head the whole thing makes complete sense and then someone else is like I don't even know what that word means you know and it's like <laughs> if I made it up okay like <laughs> okay
1: well especially for production I mean I you, you have a version you wrote down, you have a version in your head, you have a version that you have, you know, wrapping that day on set, and then you yeah. show it to somebody and the average person will say like, oh, that's awesome. Like, good for you, but you got it made. This is so cool. But your yeah. true friend will say that was good. But- <laughs> that part was dog shit. We should fix that part. <laughs> like It's criticism can no. only make you better.
4: <laughs> no dog shit allowed on the project. Okay. No, I got no time no. for
1: dog shit. <laughs> no, no time for dog. Well, especially like a project, this grand, as far, like a feature length episodes, you want to shoot here locally with out of state talent. Do you have any sort of, I-, I guess, inspiration that, that keeps you going with a project as far as like, um, you know, productions that may have been made independently or like, For me, it's, okay, this is my horrible example, but like the guys who made It's Always Sunny, the way they approached their, the craft of their show and how they did it. Do you have anybody that comes in mind or any sort of production that sort of inspired you? Maybe somebody you've you've met or worked for?
4: Okay, I am very, I'm a person who, I actually don't watch a ton of TV myself, which is ridiculous. Okay, I should, in this industry, I really should. But what happens, is I just get something and I see it so clearly, and then um, I have this. Okay, this sounds weird, uh, but I just there are just certain things I know, right? That like. Like, I know I can do this, right? The project that you worked on with me, with my daughter in it, um, it was like, I just knew that we were going to do this. We were going to have it. It was going to work out. Everything was going to be fine, even though, you know, there were challenges along the way. So when I have that, I know there's no question and I don't doubt it. So I'm like, okay, this is going to happen. I don't know all the details to the who, what, when, where, why, and how, but I am a hundred percent confident that nothing's going to stop this from being produced one way or another. So... That is my own personal motivational like train, right? That keeps me trucking. But I will say Jane the Virgin, I enjoyed that show a lot. I didn't see the entire, I think it was five seasons or whatever. But the thing about that, that I really liked, I watched a um, an actor's panel about it. And I think there were like three people in the cast who were talking about how this was like going to be their last audition. They couldn't afford, they were way in debt. You know, one of them had retired. She was done. She played Abuela. Um, she, she was, they, I mean, her agent was like, please just come back for this one last audition. She's like, I need to do something. I need to plan for retirement. I'm in my seventies, <laughs> you know? And, uh, and then there were a couple other people on that uh, cast, same thing. They were, they were out. You know what I mean? And then they booked it and it changed their whole lives, right? And I was like, that is amazing. First of all, financially, but that's one thing. But I think creatively and just the affirmation that and confirmation that you are gifted in this and that you impacted entertainment and people's lives who watched it. You know what I mean? It's certainly Jane the Virgin is in a life changing, uh, well, you know, it's a lighthearted show okay so you know so there's that but it it just means so much more i think to experience success and to experience the fruition like the fulfillment of something that you wanted to do and so they were all actors in it you know they weren't obviously creators of the story um was something that just i love that after we had started writing it i felt like i really wanted to incorporate pieces of and it's nothing like this but peaky blinders i love Piggy Blinders, okay. And the reason I love it is because Stephen Knight is a genius, and he's the writer and the creator of the show. And the first season is like impeccable, in my opinion, because everything was a foreshadow of something else. You know, he thought about everything and all connected and wove together. And you know, they got picked up for more seasons, and some of that kind of couldn't stay. I mean, I just don't think that you have the time or the, you know, access to everything that you need for future seasons and yet I mean the characters were incredible the the way that they told the story I mean the music that they selected and so I was like this is just an example of exactly what I want to do I want everything to mean something I there's not a wasted word or a wasted line or or a wasted character do you know what I mean everything is pointing to something else and it makes sense and it's worth your time to watch it you know what I mean? I'm not going to dumb down my audience and like put everything right on the nose or like, you know, make it so that there's a bunch of fluff so that it fills 45 minutes or whatever. Like this is coming from like everything that we are to you for maybe to impact your life a little bit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love how excited you got. That was awesome.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: I will say, I've never seen Jane. Steph, have you seen Jane, the Virgin? I've never. No,
0: I haven't. Um, I remember when it came out, and I just don't think I, at the time, was like watching a lot of TV or, or whatever, but um, yeah, it looked cute. I mean, it was America. what's her last
4: name?
1: No uh, for... oh, wait. For... Was that America that... Ferrer?
4: Mm-mm. Yeah. No, it wasn't. Gina, Gina Rodriguez, what's her last name? Oh, yeah, Gina Rodriguez. All right,
0: well, clearly I'm racist and can't tell <laughs> no, I mean, Hispanic women apart. Uh, <laughs> I really thought it was her.
1: Is that Are you thinking of Ugly Betty?
0: That's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> eh, thank you. All right, I feel a little less racist. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I just get my shows confused. Okay. I remember when Jane the Virgin came out, but I, yeah, now I...
4: Justin Baldoni. He was in it. Um, uh, there's this really great actress. She's um, Israeli and I can't remember her name right now. I, this is a thing about me too, is I'll watch stuff and I don't always learn the actor's names. You know what I mean? Cause I'm taking in the story. Like the story is what I want. You know what I mean? All the other stuff. It, it i think it's just because i am a writer and i i do my own productions and so i see this and i experience it on a different plane than other people do i kind of wish i could experience it like other people do and and like oh yeah that was this actor and you did that and he was in like these other 15 things and i'm like who <laughs> okay oh, yeah. i do the same thing right i'm yep. <laughs> glad i'm not alone <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> okay. um you even though you just said you know um you're not hyper aware of a bunch of different actors do you have a person who you kind of consider to be a role model or like has had a career that you would like to emulate
4: oh my goodness so my favorite actor is probably pete blanchett she's incredible i like in terms of like emulating her career. I think that, you know, I've lost some time on that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And I'm fine with that. Um, I think, you know, someone else who I really admire is Greta Gerwig. I just think Mm. that she is brilliant. And, uh, I call her my celebrity lookalike because we kind of resemble each other sometimes yeah and uh anyway I just love the way that she writes and hearing her as a director talking and also as an actor she just she's someone I would love to have lunch with you know just brilliant brilliant human mm-hmm and she's in relationship with Noah Baumbach. And I'm sure that that is fascinating, like how they talk with each other. You know what I mean? They probably don't talk about any projects. They're like, this is off the <laughs> limit. You know, we don't do that. <laughs> so, are you playing basketball tonight? Or like, what's going on? Okay. Did you win? No. Okay. <laughs> and that's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those two people, I think. But there are so many incredibly, oh my gosh. I, I mean, Angela Bassett, Oh, my goodness. Like I'm just yeah. like you like empower everyone that you're around. You know what I mean? I think I just really feel like in my life, if I can, I like to leave people better than I found them. You know what I mean? Just like a little thing. If there's a little thing I can do, you know, I like to. It's just the way that I am. And I can't always do it, but I do admire that about. Angela Bassett, and what I've seen of her, of course, I don't know her personally or anything, but uh, I just feel like she has the power, and she knows it, and she uses it for good.
1: And that's uh, honestly, that'll carry you through, especially with what you're doing. As you know, coming from somebody from the producing, the writing, the directing, and the acting side, like all of those together, if you can approach every person with that in mind, and I mean, I've seen you do it. I've worked on one of your projects, and everyone's stressed and tired and we're trying to get this done and you were just like you're focused but you're like okay guys you ready like let's this is gonna be you know it's just you have that pick me up energy and I, I don't know I, I think that could only help your upcoming series and think... you know having especially like Kate Blanchett I feel like she doesn't have a whole lot of herself in the public eye right like she's mm-hmm. fairly reserved but every time you see her she just deals your eye
4: she's incredibly powerful and I really think this was something that I struggle with as an actor I felt this power that I had inside and I was afraid of it because I didn't know how to control it you know I didn't know what was going to happen when it came out and uh, thankfully you know I've been in safe spaces where I was able to explore that and I have more room for growth for sure but being able to start to come in in touch with that and see that it's Something to be shared, not something to be um, pushed down. And so I think that that's what I admire in these women who present it in different ways. I would say that all three of those women, Greta Gerwig, Angela Bassett, and Kate Blanchett, are very private people and they live their lives, you know, and they have that and then they do their work and share that with people, the parts that they want to share. And I think that that is really a lovely way to live because things happen in your private life that are private. That's why it's called private, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So um, yeah, that's where I, I think, I think just professionally I would like to maintain that if, if things ever came to a certain level, I'd like to have my autonomy in my private life, you know, and also be able to fully share creatively, whatever it is that I can, you know, in, in the projects, especially the one that I'm writing. I mean, there's so much of myself in it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Really? So it's like a lot of um, it doesn't feel as vulnerable though, as like you know, being JLo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is there a a project? Uh I mean it goes really closely with what uh what Steph had asked, but as far as a project you'd want to be a part of, is there a, a group whether it's working with say, Christopher Nolan, or, um, you know, so somebody of a, of a certain caliber that, that you'd like to work with? Is there anyone that, that, that comes to mind or any sort of like production company or group you'd like to work with?
4: Oh my gosh, there You
1: can't say Hallmark because it's already (laughs) going to happen.
4: Oh, there are so many beautiful people who I would love to work with. Uh, And I think that that's one of those things where I have to like get over limiting beliefs, right? I think one of the things I think would be really fun would be working for blizzard doing uh doing like a video game of some sort preferably where I could speak some Spanish that would be a beautiful thing (laughs) Uh, mocap and the whole thing I mean this is if I'm dreaming we're dreaming then okay uh and other people there are a lot of people I would be honored to work with and I have had uh the pleasure of Like meeting people who I admire very much. Um, In terms of like a project, if I could have ever been on Peaky Blinders, like, oh my goodness, that would have been, you know, a dream now that it's wrapped. Um, Another project, I think, like, someone, okay, there is someone that I would like to work with, um, but let's see. What do I, how, I guess, you know, I think it would be really awesome to do an independent film. So um, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button is one of my favorite films. I would love to work on a project like that. I just think something written so creatively, you know, that just has, oh man, Wes Anderson always has like really great color. There are so many incredible people. I think, I think if it's the right project with the right people, um, because you could have like one right person, but like, maybe if everything else doesn't fall into place exactly, then it might not be as great, you know, not because they aren't great, but just, you know, sometimes, you know, budget and story and the script is so important. Mm. I think I would have to go, okay, so I'm not answering this very succinctly and I apologize, but I think that basically, you know, I would like to, I would like to work with Riddick Wig, something that she writes and directs that would be a dream for sure yeah
1: no oh, that was a great that was a great answer no no you just just let everything come to you
4: yeah <laughs> is an authentic answer it's <laughs> just my brain the pace that my brain is at right now
0: um i'm gonna ask this question just because you brought it up as one of your your roles in life which is mom and in the having worked with you i know how important Being a mom is to you, and how much you uh, adore your children, and also uh, thoroughly shocked at the ages of your children because you don't look a day over twenty-one, and (laughs) somehow you have a teenager and a tween. (laughs)
4: No, two teenagers. Yeah, I have two two teenagers. teenagers, Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, It just happened. What? What? um,
0: What is it about that role that you? have like do you feel like being an actress and being you know a performer has helped or has being a mom helped inform your your work like wh- how do you I don't want to I hate this because it feels like we always just ask moms this and not dads um so I don't want to say like how do you balance but like they're both so integral to you like how do they affect each other
4: authenticity for sure number 1 so having my children I also homeschooled my children all the way. So I was their primary educator. I made a lot of mistakes. I had to ask for forgiveness for those mistakes. Anything I saw in my children that was negative, I had to look in the mirror and was like, oh, mm-hmm. that eye roll came from this chick right here. <laughs> okay, we need to revisit how we respond to something that is annoying, you know? And like, unfortunately, I still do roll my eyes at times, but I'm more aware of it, you know? And I think one of the things, so I i am by no means like the perfect mom. I, I mean, I don't, I just love, my children. And from the time I was very young, I wanted to be a mom. And I'm so blessed that I've been able to do that because, you know, not everyone has that opportunity. So I'm super grateful for that. And uh, one of the things that I think I did well, because I had so much time with my children, it was really me and them most of the time. And I, I see it now. And at the time, it just kind of came to me naturally, but like, letting them be exactly who they are. I didn't have an expectation of who they should be. There are behavioral expectations, right? Like, you know, of what's appropriate, but who they are was something that I was discovering along with them. And I loved that. And that is something that poured over into acting of discovering who I fully am, right? Because I mean, I had so much, uh, that I was blocking myself from, right? Like the fullness of myself, I wasn't allowing that because of a lot of circumstances. And so acting really, when I was into it, it gave me this freedom to explore and express and do things that, you know, I, in my regular life, of course you can't do, you know what I mean? Like, all kinds of things and so I mean even my my demo reel right Tyler like I mean I like to think of myself as a Viking queen but let's be real okay I'm not (laughs) (laughs) Not every day okay um or whatever if I'm fits out um it's just funny to even say that um with my natural personality uh but people's first go-to description of me and I am totally fine with that which it makes acting fun because we all have different aspects of our personality and so developing those and making it safe and playing you know what I mean it's it's fun and there's a release and like an expansion of being who you are and so I think that actually my because my kids always saw me writing and they always saw me acting and producing things, so they were very into books and stories. And they were um, like uh, on you know backstage with me when I was doing the onstage productions, uh, not when we were actually doing the final production, but like a lot of times they had to be with me. Um, definitely when I was doing preparations and all that kind of stuff. So they have always seen it, and uh, you know it's just kind of part of the process. Um, but I think in terms of like really the the foundational parts of being a human, I think whatever type of person you are, it's, you're going to bring it into your acting, of course, because we're drawing from what we naturally are. But um, I think that the accepting of my children and then eventually being able to accept myself more, that was something that helped me help me grow. So whatever level I get to, whatever things I do, I feel like I've been successful because of it personally it has um I start speaking in Spanish in my brain sometimes. I have um elevated uh who I am as a human because of playing and exploring and finding stories, you know. And I think there's something so important in like sharing someone else's experience with someone else. That was something else I did with my kids. I would talk to them all the time. Think of the other side, think of the other side, because everyone comes with a point of view that they feel is correct because of the life experience that they've lived. And so in terms of like judging or making a determination about like what shoulds and shouldn't, I'm like, do not should on me. Okay. Like we don't should in this house. Okay. Because I feel like it's dynamic and there's so much more to the human experience than just one thing, and and I really wanted my kids to know that they were loved and accepted just as they are. And I think that especially successful actors have tapped into the authenticity of the character that they're portraying.
1: And I I know half of this answer, but have both of your kiddos uh, developed a, a taste for for acting or any sort of arts based interest?
4: They both, yeah. So my oldest daughter prefers behind, you know, she, she loves directing. She's a very good writer also. Um, and DP. So she was, she was my DP on the project that you did with us. Um, she does a great job with that. Um, so she really, she really likes that. She acted for a little bit and just felt like, um she just preferred telling the story because she was one of those who was like I don't want to be on CSI. I don't want to do a dog dog food commercial. I don't this is not the type of story that I want to tell. And I admired her so much for that, for being able to say what she wanted and what she didn't want to do. And then my younger daughter, she was like, I love this and I want to do this and she's represented in LA and she uh, she grows every time she does a project and that's been something where like for her um she it just flows really naturally for her you know what I mean it comes easily to her and so um that's interesting too right you know what I mean like so many people are like I would do anything for this and they don't get the opportunity but then someone else gets the opportunity and you don't know why right like actually when I was a kid I wanted to be a a great singer okay, like, a great singer, I wanted to, like, belt it out, and never could, like, I was never that, that person, okay, and I'm totally fine with that, I like karaoke, and that's enough, okay, so, um, (laughs) (laughs) so, I I remember watching the first season of American Idol, and Kelly Clarkson won, and I was, like, wow, like, if I had that gift, I wouldn't have saved it for, like, church you know what I'm saying like okay I don't I don't uh -uh. no I would have been like I would have done all the stuff with that and I I just saw in that moment like that's probably why I didn't get that gift you know what I mean I would have done anything I would have gone anywhere I would have like been singing on my jet or whatever the heck I don't even know know what the world's like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I would have figured it out, I guess, but no it wasn't it wasn't a healthy thing for me. And same thing actually, even with modeling, you know, when I was 16, I was scouted for the agencies in LA and like there were eight agencies. they all really loved my photos. I was a half an inch too short for them, you know, to book me. I was five seven and a half instead of five eight. and so I didn't get signed at all. and so I kept modeling in Denver and I did fine in Denver, but that was at 16, man, that was my dream and I would have done anything for it at that time. And so I think the nice thing about being where I am now is that I understand life more and I understand that that would be a very bad place for me to to be. You know what I mean? I think that's something nice for me about being a mom, about being balanced in terms of like relationships and professional life. Because for me, I'm a very relationship person. I'm a heart-driven person and I genuinely love people and I have to you know, be careful with who I allow in my life and the things that um, the people I spend my time with and that kind of thing is really important to me. Um, And I think it goes also to the types of projects I'm a part of, like just blanketly saying yes to everything. um, There's a time for that. I think when you're starting out, just getting to know people and being a part of things and being available. And then there comes a a time too, where it's like, okay, I, I understand now I need to just um, have a little bit more consideration in the, in the places where I'm putting my energy, you know.
1: Which just comes with time, right? It just, mm-hmm. it, it, time and exposure. Yeah, there's, I know Stephanie and I have talked about this where it's, you know, you're, you're 19 or 18, fresh out of high school, you have your first project and like, yeah, I'll do this. And it's probably something illegal that they're not <laughs> telling you about. <laughs> Uh, so you think I'm a team player, they're going to remember me for the next right, project, and right. you're not coming back.
4: <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> Seriously, it's like, why did I do that? You know, and other times it works really well where people are like, I remember you from this project, you know, a few years ago. Yeah. And they're like, we just really enjoyed working with you. We want to see you back, you know, and that's always an honor. You know what I mean? When you get booked for things that you don't have to audition for, that's when it's like, thank you. Like, thank you, because you could have chosen a lot of different people. You know what I mean? So many people would have enjoyed this. Yeah, that's really nice.
0: Um, what is your favorite memory story, just something crazy that has happened to you? Um, in your in your line of work, that you know wouldn't necessarily happen if you did a nine to five at the office or whatever. But like, in our from our perspective, you know, it's oh another day on the job. But like, on the outside, it's like, you, what happened to you now? You know, and and
4: Ooh, that's your, such
0: a- your party story. <laughs>
4: yeah. Okay. Well, the first story that comes to mind, I you know, I can I can elaborate and tell more stories. Um, But when I was, when I was a zombie on The Walking Dead, it was, we were filming in August and I was really excited because I was going to be what they call a hero zombie where they do the full makeup and, you know, all the detailed stuff. And so that was awesome, just being able to. I mean, they glued that prosthetic on my face, and it changed the entire shape of my face. You can't even tell it's me, which I love being covert. You know, like that's like <laughs> Man, that's really great. Uh, but one of the greatest things I was so thankful for, and it's funny that you mentioned this because randomly the other day I remembered this, and it's probably why it's coming to mind right now. Uh, <laughs> so they put me in this wool dress, okay, and it was like you know mid calf length and it was hot you know Georgia in August ain't no joke and we were on this bridge the cement bridge and so it was hot and I had this lovely breeze that I was not as hot as people wearing pants because they put me in a dress I was so thankful um so that was like, that's like the main thing of like, you know, you don't think about what you wear when you're at your nine to five office job. Nobody cares, you know, and nobody's changing what you look like. People, you know, it's just like, who really cares? Um, but one of the other kind of funny things actually about that same uh, acting job was that, uh, okay, I was a vegetarian for most of my life and I was a vegetarian at the time. And so I was being a zombie where I had to eat people. And uh, well, pretend you know I'm trying to eat people I didn't actually sure. eat. Anymore. And so I'm trying to get into this car on the bridge, and I was so delighted when I saw who was going to be in the car because it was a Hispanic family, and I was like, "Yes, I love Mexican food." So it was like the little baby and the blanket. I'm like, "That's a baby burrito," you know. I'm like picturing oh. them, <laughs> you know, like my combo plate. You know, it was just so great. <laughs> we had a chili (laughs) you know what I mean it was a tostada like the whole thing I was just like absolutely starving by the end of it literally I was so hungry by the end of the day it was like so late I had to stop and get a pizza it was great though yeah (laughs) I
0: that story went like in a a complete like 270 degree angle turn. Uh, You're like, oh, it's a Hispanic family. I was like, what did you try to like growl at them in Spanish? No, you fucking turned these humans into Mexican food. You're a psychopath. (laughs) It's my process, okay.
4: <laughs> oh, it was really fun. It was a fun thing, <laughs> and I died. Uh, I
0: died anyway. Hey, so. That is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought you were gonna say like I had to like pretend to actually eat the thing, and I almost threw up because it reminded me too much of meat. But nope, you just you went the full opposite direction.
4: <laughs> I'm all in, baby. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> whatever i gotta do my imagination you know it's just there so yeah.
1: <laughs> that's like an snl skit in the making <laughs> like, yeah cut cut no no don't actually bite the baby like, what <laughs> sorry what you want to take it from the top okay all right it's
4: all not right. a baby it's a burrito <laughs> 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 so, like, it's crying no
1: is that Chalula in the zombies dress pocket <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she's a big fan. She's a big fan. (laughs) I love
2: that.
1: Uh, I think every every actor, I I would hope like for most projects that are outside of the industrial realm have that moment where like, oh my God, I went a little too deep into that character. (laughs) Like this is going to take a lot to shake out.
0: <laughs> yeah. like and she's not that worried about it. I think she's like accepted that part of herself and is kind of proud of it. <laughs> she's
1: like, I'll just have a pizza on the way home.
4: Uh-huh. Um, I, re- I didn't I need have a- any Mexican food. I didn't call <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Doba. Okay. <laughs> it's like
1: <laughs> This is why our thoughts can never be projected so people can see or hear them.
4: Right. So are you going to like release this? No, I'm joking.
1: Right? <laughs> oh, we're promoting this heavily. I know we said we don't do video, but like, maybe we should try it out.
2: <laughs> oh, no. That'd be a great What's
1: promo it? on Instagram. <laughs> like no right? context, go right into that. <laughs>
3: Uh, my followers just fall off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my god like, i'm
1: getting calls from lifetime hallmark the asylums got me like i'm gonna be american psycho <laughs> three like this is gonna be great <laughs> i will say like that is fantastic from a performer's perspective because you went right there like immediately yeah. it's like most people just go right, what did the last person do in the episode i watched that oh yeah <laughs> like it's just, there's no there's no recourse for it. <laughs> well i mean st- stepping on on that response which was a fantastic response i feel like there should be a uh you know just a wraparound video we need to share everywhere but uh <laughs> on top of that do you have any uh sort of advice you would give somebody who is either trying to keep their head above water in the arts industry or is just now tipping or not tipping dipping their toe into the deep end of the pool
4: Hmm. I feel like if you're if you want to get into acting like you have to love it because it doesn't um there are times where it takes more than it gives right uh and that's just part of it I think it's like that though with anything that you genuinely love if you're into sports like you're gonna play and play and play until you get good because it it it's a matter of mastery right and we're our own instrument and there are so many things that have happened to us in our lives that we have to navigate things that continue to happen to us that we have to navigate to kind of shift how how we portray um our daily lives even and and like our characters, and the type of character that you play, you know, because we're continually evolving. Uh, So I think for someone really interested, just make yourself available, go be on people's sets, don't be above anything, right? Be willing to do whatever needs to be done If you're holding that boom mic for five hours, man, people are gonna remember you because everybody gets tired doing that. Or, you know, if someone needs extras or whatever, and you're like, yo, I'm available, or whatever, because all these little things, they seem little, and maybe you don't get a lot of glory for it. But to the people producing that to people putting that together, it means a lot. Because if you if you don't have those people doing that, you don't have the project, right. And so by by being friendly, and being approachable and bring being pleasant on set and offering what you have you're gonna see who who you work well with who you like doing projects with and people who you're like "Mm, we're not exactly compatible that way you know I wish them the best but you know I just have a different way of working or whatever um so definitely being available and have fun be pleasant and have fun and then I think someone who's ready to go to the next level I think there's so much of mindset that's available that's like kind of gets in our way I think you know what I mean there's so many there's a narrative a story of our own lives that we tell ourselves or that people have told us that we end up believing and put on and we got to take that off you know what I mean to be um, whole as much as we can I mean, there are so many fabulous actors who probably aren't even whole. You know, we're never whole, but like, you know, trying to be healthy, I think, because some roles will demand stuff of you that can be very dark and being able to understand clocking in and clocking out so that you don't hurt yourself um, just mentally or whatever. Um, And so I think really being able to accept compliments when people give them to you authentically because you know the difference if someone's just saying something or someone means something that that receiving that is really important and I think um being conscious of the story that you're telling yourself and and being your biggest fan in terms of like yo it's okay that that you didn't know you didn't ever do that before or you know how now you know and now the next time someone's like hey how do you you know ADR or whatever. Oh, it's like this, you know. Or you, you know, we need to do some pickup shots. How do you do that? You know, make sure they're exactly the same lighting or whatever the thing is. You know, you because you learn from your mistakes, right? And always having something to offer. So just really being like the coolest person, and and really, I also think be your biggest fan. But like in terms of being a fan, kind of like Stephanie, be able to say, and that wasn't your best. How come? Like, you know, there's not, it's not like you're bad or you're not good anymore. It's just like, I wonder what happened that day, you know, or you're like, I already know. I just don't want to talk about it, you know, to yourself. You know what I mean? <laughs> like <laughs> That kind of thing. Mm-hmm.
1: That was a wonderful response. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, yeah, I sorry, Steph, go
2: <laughs> No, 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 okay, go ahead.
1: Uh, No, I just, um, I I think, you know, we've had so many different responses from so many very talented people. And, you know, a few things that are like addressed in the responses are, you know, just the the simplest things like like being available or, um, you know, being open to something. So I think usually it's, and they're all like the perfect response Either you're uh, not giving up, trudge forward, do your research, learn. You know they're all great responses, but down to the simplest, like don't give up. Be available. Like it's just, it's like it's that easy not to be successful, but to put yourself out there. So like that's that's super important for those of you who are listening and are currently waiting for you know callbacks or you know things that you're really stressing out about. Just keep that in mind because there's something else out there. Um, you know-
4: This was another thing from Jane, the version that um, the uh, actors panel that they were talking about. And Gina Rodriguez was saying that she she was like, you know, I really believe that what's mine is mine. And I had already been saying that. I didn't even know that other people thought that. And I was like, girl, yes. And I feel like I feel like two things. What's mine is mine. But I also believe that I book like a pro when I act like a pro, right? So when I do my research, when I am fully in character, when I do the 360 character development, and when I don't, because there are auditions, I don't, right? I'm just being honest, like life happens. And of course, my goal is to do that. But there are times I don't. And then, you know, I don't, I don't book, you know what I mean? And, and even in that, when I do all that, I don't book everything that I do all that for. I don't want to mislead anyone there. but. you know, you're always, the the jobs you get, maybe what, I don't even know, I don't keep track, but maybe like one in a hundred auditions, one in 75 auditions, one in, I don't even know. Um, But the more that you do it, the easier it gets, the better you get, you know, the, the less time it takes to do all that work, you know what I mean? And I think that's when you just start to look at like the texture and the talent of people who are really in the upper epsilon of the industry and you're like they definitely this is not about who you know although maybe that helps this is about legitimate talent and what you actually can bring and what you're actually willing to contribute and put into this and and that's why you have to love it and that's why you have to do it for free you know what I mean for a while not I'm not saying forever right like there's are trying to monetize but like definitely because you love it enough that or you fund your own projects or whatever I mean Reese Witherspoon was talking about that where where she was like she funded her own production company and everybody's like don't don't do it yourself you know you shouldn't ever do that and she trusted herself again she had the vision she knew it was going to happen and and it benefited her you know so I mean there's a price to doing things that you love And it's worth paying if, if you love it, because even if I never did anything else, right. Like I still enjoy everything I've done, right. I'm not like, man, I only did that because I was hoping to do that or whatever. You know what I mean? It's just like, I'm content where I am right now. I have what I have right now and I'm managing what I have right now. And then, you know, it can grow from there, you know?
1: i just love putting in awkward pauses at the end so i'm like i have nothing to say like that was awesome i got i got nothing uh is there because i know you're obviously working on your your series but is there anything that we could promote for this episode
4: oh uh so stealing the show what is the oh boy i i wish i even knew uh where it's been released i don't know where it i'm so sorry i should know Know where it's been released um but anyway stealing the show by crosswind productions that uh actually the trailer's on my instagram page under angie underscore Kaylin on instagram uh it's um you know it's a teen heist film i play the theater teacher you know it's, it's a small role in that and uh it was a lot of fun so that's that's my like new new project right now, like the most that you could like legit go watch. And I have my short films on my YouTube channel, Angie Kalen, you know, if you want. <laughs> they're again, you know, they're projects that we did, you know, locally and um you know, they're fun. And it's funny, like I watch things that I've done and I'm like, would love to redo that. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, Don't we all? Yeah. I'm like, I would say that totally differently right now. Like, i um, yep. So keep that in mind. There's always room for growth. And I know this about myself. So, <laughs> you know, but I think that's part of it too. Like you grow, and you get better, you know, some roles you do better than others, you know, and, and yeah, that's that.
1: Yeah, it's like looking at the person you dated at 19 going oh yeah God. if I could have a do-over
4: <laughs> oh man we, yeah. Is... Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah 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 like what was I thinking <laughs> and then you're like wow the dating world is okay anyway
1: you're like oh it really was just the leather jacket okay good to know good to know
4: All right. <laughs> Oh, it's just funny. Yeah, yeah. Like, what what was I thinking in that moment, right? Got it. Never thinking that again.
1: (laughs) Angie, I'm so glad we got a chance to, like, bring you on the show. This is so cool. Uh, I mean, obviously, we have, what, a six to eight month window before we bring you back so we can hear about the show and all the about your hallmark, and...
0: hallmark movie and your yeah. show yep well, <laughs> you <know.
1: laughs> i'm working with kate so you know yeah. it's like no big
4: deal <laughs> oh i'm gonna make time for y'all absolutely you guys are lovely you know <laughs> you gotta keep that schedule balanced it'll be all good kate will understand <laughs>
1: Was, wait, 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 why, why are you hanging up? No, 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 Greta's on the other line. Just give me a yeah, second. No, go, go. <laughs> she wants my input on rewriting the script. Like yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's, uh hold on guys. I'll, give me one second. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. um, now you get to sit down and listen to our uh, concluding spiels before we get to our awkward goodbye segment. Uh, so I will, uh, I'll toss the mic over to Ms. Steffaner.
0: Well, thank you, Tyler. Um, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, listeners of all ages, thank you once again for joining us today and all days that there's an episode out. Uh, (laughs) Can't keep doing this. Uh, I'm gonna run out of things. Uh, Yes, always, you guys are the best. We love you. We're so happy uh, we can keep doing this for you. Um, Please continue to uh, rate, review, like subscribe on all podcast platforms. It really helps us Uh, get seen. Um, the more you share us, uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at PWRP podcast. If you want to give us money, we have a Patreon. Um, if you want to need an incentive to say nice things about us, because you don't, you don't like us that much, but maybe you do. If we give you something, we have stickers Um, And we'd be happy to mail you a sticker for a nice review. You just have to email us and let us know where you reviewed us. And we'd happily send you a sticker. Tyler.
3: Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for that amazing (laughs) conclusion. Um, I I really love the NPR uh, Saturday Night Live skits. So I think I'm going to watch those after this episode. Uh, But if you (laughs) would like to um, be a part of this podcast and join us, please email us at pwrp.pod at gmail.com and we'll get back to you within a fortnight. Uh thank you thank you so much miss miss Angie Galen for being a, a part of this uh after this interview we were interviewing uh Mr. Dwight schweddy uh and <laughs> we will be discussing his his bakery uh in in and it's a uh, pop-up store in the coming months. Uh so yes um without further ado I'd love to do an awkward goodbye and keep going with this voice cuz I'm locked in for the long haul. Uh, Miss Angie, uh, at the end of each episode, we like to conduct an awkward goodbye. I will incite this by repeating the Wayne's world silent three two one countdown and after that, please give us a verbal awkward goodbye uh one of your choosing of course <laughs> and uh yes we uh yes we'll we'll, uh, we'll instill it uh right now ready? Right? uh and bye, bye. There you go. thank you. Bye.
4: Bye bye I'm gonna go eat some Mexican food